Just before we start, I'm going to do something that you're going to hate, so prepare yourselves. I want you to actually just turn to the person beside you, and if you're a Christian, just share with that person uh, your feelings about the last time you actually spoke to someone, raise the flag for Jesus. Or if you're not a Christian, the last time that you might have heard someone actually share their faith and how you thought they went in that. So just turn to the person beside you and just ask that question, or, or just tell them how that went. Now, can you remember it? Go. I'm going to pray for us and then we're going to have a look at where we're here to you. Dear Lord, we have been looking at Acts over a number of weeks with Dave and uh, we've been encouraged to see Paul so boldly sharing this great news of Jesus from a man who was such a, a wicked man, sinful man, and yet you took him and placed him and ultimately, Lord, you changed the world uh, through a whole bunch of stuff that he did. And uh, he was just getting on with it. And Lord, in the last couple of weeks, Lord, we've been thinking through what that means for us and just practically uh, some of the roadblocks that are in our way. And tonight, Lord, as we look at uh, the passages and think through uh, this last talk, would you be working in your Holy Spirit to help us to understand the wonder it is that you would allow us to be a part of sharing our faith with others. Lord, as I speak tonight, I recognise that there are some here that may not be Christians and uh, may not completely understand why as Christians we hesitate here. But in amongst all that, Lord, I pray that you would help them to hear the gospel and they too would be encouraged to know you and love you as we do. And so, Lord, be with me as I speak now uh, and, Lord, help us as a congregation, congregation that we might hear those things that we so desperately need to hear. For Jesus' sake, amen. Well, over the last couple of weeks, we have been, as I've just prayed, that we've been looking at some things that are roadblocks or things that stop us from actually sharing this unbelievable news of the gospel. In the first week, uh, in that first talk, we looked at uh, some of our motivation, to, that we are actually should be motivated from love to recognise the great need that is out there that people need to know Jesus, and it's huge. But often we end up falling into a trap that we don't know what to say or how to say it and we stand there with blank looks in our faces and we're just not prepared. And in that first talk, we actually looked at that we need to remember that as Christians, just because we're Christians doesn't mean we've got it all together straight away to speak. That it's okay and we should be, be being willing to be taught and prepare to share, prepared to share our faith. Last week, we had a look at uh, how we're wired differently. I used the illustration of the croc hunter, uh, Steve Irwin and uh, the bush tucker man, who I've come to realise now showed my age because anybody the age of 30 and under wouldn't have a clue who the uh, bush tucker man was. So I hope Google has helped you over this week. But 
just a recognition here that God has wired us differently. And that's okay. God still wants each one of us, how we're wired, to share this good news of Jesus with others, no matter how we're wired. And even though we might do it differently, it's still worthwhile. Well, as we come to this week, I'd like to deal with uh, what I believe is probably the greatest roadblock that we have within within, um, evangelism. And, you know, I am one... You know, I'm very diplomatic. I hardly ever say what I think. Um, So let me do that tonight. Um, You know, we can see all the needs of people around us who desperately need to know Jesus, just like we desperately needed to know Jesus. We can have all the God-given gifts uh, to be able to proclaim the good news of Jesus into people's lives. We can have all the knowledge and understanding be completely prepared to be able to be the greatest evangelist the world has ever seen. But there is a roadblock here if we don't do it. We need to actually do it. As Christians, we can, we can often be caught out seeming to know that we need to, be do, to um, do evangelism, but we just don't. We just don't. Now, as I've wrestled with why this is the case in my life and why this isn't the case that I've seen so many other people within the church have this, I feel like uh, to illustrate this, it's like a brick wall. That every time we have an opportunity to share the gospel, we walk up to this brick wall and we have to step through it so we're able to share our faith. Not that I'm any sort of an expert in the Harry Potter films, but the first one there, we learn about the platform nine and three quarters, and they have to run at the wall, uh, this brick wall, to go straight through the wall onto nine and three quarters. And I don't know, when I I saw that clip on that, I thought to myself, man, could you imagine that? As you walk up to the wall, it it seems completely stupid. That as you're going to hit it, you're going to get hurt, you're going to look foolish. And... I think that at this point, that's a good illustration of what evangelism is like for us. As we head towards speaking up for Jesus and sharing with someone about the good news of the gospel so that they might have a relationship with God, it's like walking towards a brick wall and all of those stupid thoughts we have bubble up. Like, what am I doing? I'm going to get hurt here. I'm going to just make a complete fool of myself. And, the, and hundreds more. And they all come rushing into us. And for many of us at that point, what we do is we change the conversation and head in another direction. And in fact, for some of us, we've come to the point that we don't even want to go near that brick wall because of the feelings that we have inside as we go to speak to somebody. You know the brick wall isn't real. But it looks like it's real. So what stops us from stepping through it? Well, as I've looked at this and really thought about it, I feel like it is complete silliness, stupidity, that stops us from walking through it. And now I've offended everybody in the room, let me explain. It's very clear that we need to share the gospel. And God's word tells us very clearly it's not something that we could take or leave. 
we are commanded by Jesus to do it. Like most of us will know, the Great Commission, Matthew 28, verse, from verse 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. The command here is very clear. If you are a Christian, you are a disciple of Jesus, and you are called to go and make other disciples. How do you do that? Well, you need to tell people about the good news of Jesus. Now, the thing about a command is the weight of the command really comes from the authority of the person who gives it to you, doesn't it? So, you know, like if you're... Your brother tells you to do something, you go, yeah. But if your parents told you, you probably should do it. If um, I was wandering along the street and said to someone, get off the road, there's something going to happen, they might go, yeah. But if there's a police officer with a gun, they're probably going to do it. Well, here this command is given by Jesus, which has a lot of authority to it. The other thing about a command is that the authority that the person has, as they give you that command, they pass that authority on to you to do it. And can you see, that's what Jesus is doing here. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, to Jesus. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. So when you go to tell people about Jesus, you're not doing it off your own bat. You have the complete and utter authority to do it from the dude who made the world. You're telling them because the God of the universe has commanded you to do it. And he has given you his authority to express it. Now, that doesn't mean we get a big stick and whack everybody. It's meant to be done in love. But that authority that you, you're doing it with is real, tangible, and we, should, we shouldn't take it lightly. And we need to realise we're, we're not on our own, are we? Because Jesus says it pretty clearly there. And surely I am with you always to the end of the age. So not only are you commanded with someone who has authority, not only do you have the authority to say it, the dude who's given you authority is standing right next to you as you do it. So why don't we? Another reason as I thought this through, why we're so silly, why we're so stupid sometimes not to share the gospel, I think we've heard in the, the passage that we read. Let, let me let Romans 10, verse 14 and 15, ask you some questions. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how... Can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. You know, you and I as Christians sit in this church tonight knowing the forgiveness of God, knowing how wonderful it is to have God as our Father, 
because someone told us. And in my case, literally hundreds of people told me. And I want to say, in all honesty, as I think about their peop those people, I wholeheartedly agree with those words, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. I know Christ because they spoke to me and I'm so thankful to them that they did. That they stepped through that brick wall over and over again for me to share the truth over and over again. And when we don't step through the brick wall, in one sense, we're letting all of those people down. And we're also letting down the person that needs to hear the gospel. They have passed the baton of this good news on to us, and we know it to be true. We need to step through the brick wall and start passing that baton on to others to the next group of people, the next generation. One of the, the, the last one that I want to deal with tonight that I think stops us from actually stepping through that brick wall is that I truly believe that we often are more scared of the world than we are of God. Remember the story about Peter? Let me read it to you. This is from Matthew 26. I'm sure you've heard it before, but stick with me. The, from Matthew 26, 31. Then Jesus told them, this is the, the night before Jesus is arrested and taken away. Uh, Jesus told them, this very night you will fall away on account of me, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered but after I've risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter replied, even if you fall away on account, uh, even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. I tell you the truth, Jesus answered, this very night before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. But Jesus, uh, Peter declared, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same. Now we just move down to verse uh, 69 and it says, So Jesus had been arrested, Peter's followed him. Now Peter was sitting in, out in the courtyard and a servant girl came up, up to him. You also were with Jesus at Galilee, she said. But he denied it before all of them. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. He went, then he went out to the gateway where another girl saw him and said to the people there, this fellow was with Jesus of Nazarene. He denied it again with an oath. I don't know the man. After a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, surely you're one of them. Your accent gives you away. Then he began to call down curses on himself and swore to them, I don't know the man. Immediately the rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the words Jesus had spoken. And before the, rooster, before the rooster crowed, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Now why do I tell you that story? We know that Peter was forgiven. 
In fact, Peter did die in the end and he died because he wouldn't shut up about Jesus. He did not hold back. But the reason I remind you of this story is that when we don't step through that wall to share our faith, at the very basics, we are denying Jesus full stop. We are pushing our Lord and Saviour, the guy who went to the cross in anguish and pain to take the punishment for us. He loved us so much so that we can have a relationship with our Father, we basically turn our back on him. Push him aside. Treat him as if he's worth nothing. Now, if that is not stupidity, I don't know what is. One of the reasons it took me so long to be to seek God's forgiveness is because I was scared what the world might think if I was a Christian. And one of the reasons I became a Christian was because I finally sat down and thought about it. The world versus God. Who's going to be the most important person in that? God is everything. Merciful, loving, powerful, just, Absolutely knows everything that's going on. World, selfish, to the core. And when it comes to, yet when it comes to evangelism, why is it that we turn back to the world and we're worried about what they're thinking when what they really need to know about is what Jesus is about? It's just silly. Let me finish. I have been in full-time ministry for just a short 18 years or so. I've been doing youth and children's ministry in a leadership role for well over 30, 35 years. And I have learnt that you can spend a lot of time in God's Word helping people to understand what it means, to get a hold of it, but at the end of the day, it is worth completely nothing unless they act on it. And there's no difference with evangelism. Look, we've only just done three weeks. We've been working our way through Acts. Evangelism is always there. If you're not inspired to tell people about Jesus, you have not been listening. And you could, we could spend another weeks and weeks and weeks doing this, but at the end of the day, what counts is doing it, acting on it. And every time we have an opportunity to speak, and I want to tell you, if you think through this week, you probably have had opportunities to raise the flag for Jesus. And that brick wall's there and you haven't stepped through it. And I can tell you now that if you pray for those opportunities, I know God will give them to you. But every time we have that opportunity to speak about Jesus, it feels like we're going to walk through that brick wall. But I want to say, over all the years that I've had those opportunities, I've never regretted once, never regretted once, stepping through it and sharing what it means. Have I done it well? No. Have I got it mixed up? Yes. Have I walked away from that going, oh, I could have done such a better job? But have I regretted it? Never. I am sharing the best news with someone they could ever hear. I've been rejected a few times and people have told me I'm crazy, but I've never regretted it. The only time I've ever regretted it is when I didn't do it, when I didn't step through that brick wall. Now, 
this, what I'm just about to say, I know it's not theologically correct probably, but it's how, as I've grown older and thought about evangelism, and some of you youth guys, you've probably heard me say this, but I, I can see the day will come when Jesus will return and he will be sorting out the people who follow him, the sheep, and those who don't, the goats. And I have this picture of me standing with God's people because God has graciously allowed me to be a part of his family and looking across to the people that don't know him. And I know right now that there could be some people there who'll turn back and look at me and say, why didn't you say something? Why didn't you say something? I would much prefer a scenario like looking across and seeing people there and them looking at me and going, why didn't we listen? Why didn't we listen? But the best scenario, the best scenario by far, will be standing with my brothers and sisters that I got to share the gospel. I don't understand why God allowed me to do it, but I got to share the gospel with them and they're standing with me with eternity, our eternal life, the best place you could ever be because I spoke up and God allowed me to be a part of that. And that is true of you. That is true of you too. He was once a, a, a very gifted evangelist. Uh, he was working in a university and he was asked this question. Who are the most effective evangelists? And without hesitation, he answered, those who do it. Those who do it. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, thank you so much. Thank you so much for the people that have been in our lives that have shared this great news with us, that you allowed them to be a part of that process, that you have opened our eyes and brought that, us into your family through Christ, that we've ha we have forgiveness and we're saved and our eternities are sorted. <laughs> we're so thankful for Jesus, Lord. We're so thankful that we know that in a messy world that it is, that this hope we have is real and tangible and we can hang on to it because of what Christ has done for us. Thankful we can call you Father. And Lord, help us, not with heavy hearts, not with the feeling of guilt, but the feeling of passion and wanting and the need and just wanting to express the love that you have shown to us, to others, that you would help us to step through that brick wall no matter how small or big it is, that we might run the flag of Jesus up, that people might see the reason that they exist, the reason that they can have a relationship with the, you, Lord, the maker of the world, the maker of them. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to see that although we may not understand, why you want us to be a part of this process. You have allowed us to be a part of it that we might share in this great, unbelievable thing to see someone's life changed, to know you, to love you, and that you allow us to be a part of that, that we can feel that love that you have had for us, that love that people, us, have for you when we recognise what you've done for us that we can share in that. And so, Lord, help us to be bold. Help us to be courageous.
Help us to be loving and help us to see the opportunities that you give to us and that we might take them and, and point people towards Jesus. For Jesus' sake, amen.